Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello and welcome fellow explorers. Thank you for diving in. Our mission is to get you and ourselves out of our comfort zone to explore because that is where real growth happens. We want to take you along with us on our next adventure. Find out how by going to sirensoapbox.com. Click dive in and explore to learn more. You can also explore audibletrial.com slash sirensoapbox to receive a one month free trial. You will get a free credit and full access to all the amazing audiobooks Audible has to offer. They even have a reminder before your trial is up, so there is no risk in stepping outside your comfort zone and exploring. 70,000 years, according to Forbes.com, that's how long humans have been performing rituals, according to archaeologist Sheila Coulson of the University of Oslo. In an announcement from the Research Council of Norway, Coulson said that she discovered the oldest human tradition yet, a form of python worship performed by the ancestors of today's Bushmen in Southern Africa. It is the end of December, and in many parts of the world, we're celebrating with lights, baubles, shiny objects, presents, and food. Lots of food. But ever stop to wonder why we do the things that we do and where it comes from? Merriam-Webster defines traditions as handing down of information, beliefs, and customs by word of mouth or by example from one generation to another. To get us started on this adventure, the Sirens took a DNA test. Stay tuned on January 21st, 2022, and we'll be taking a deeper dive on the subject of DNA. But for now, since it is the holiday season, the Sirens are following their lineage to explore new traditions and make them new again. Well, new to us at any rate. Our soapbox question is, what part of your lineage from your DNA results did you decide to explore? What is it and how did it go? If at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is? Mango. First up on her soapbox is Mark. So I, my DNA results show that I am basically Northern European with like a little sprinkle of Eastern European and some Irish there. So I, I grew up knowing that I'm very German in Cincinnati, which is a city founded by German immigrants and practicing what I thought were very German Catholic Christmas traditions. One thing my family has always done is hide a pickle ornament in our Christmas tree. We believed this was a German tradition. The first person to find the pickle gets a special treat or gets to open their gifts first. Usually the treat's just a piece of candy, but then they're also granted a year of good luck. Well, it turns out that this German family tradition was actually developed as a marketing ploy to sell a surplus of glass pickle ornaments imported to the U.S. from Germany. So there you go. After a bit of research, I learned that a real tradition in Eastern Europe, Germany, Poland, and Ukraine is to hang a spiderweb ornament on your tree. Legend has it that a hardworking widow could not afford to decorate her Christmas tree. So on Christmas Eve, her house spiders decorated her tree with their webs. And on Christmas Day, when the morning sun shone on the tree, the webs appeared to be beautiful hues of gold and silver. 
the spider web is considered a sign of good fortune. So this year I made spider web ornaments for all of my family. I also learned that making gingerbread cookies is a German tradition, but not only at Christmas, gingerbread in the shape of hearts with lovey-dovey messages scrolled on them and icing is a staple at any Oktoberfest. This year, Mark and all the kids and I baked gingerbread cookies for the very first time in our lives. All the kids, even the teenagers had so much fun with this activity. This is something that we will absolutely be doing every year from now on. And in Finland, which I don't really have much Finland heritage that I know of, but it's still a Northern European area, but it's common in Finland for families to sauna together just before Christmas as a way to relax before the hustle and bustle of the holiday. We haven't done this one yet, but Mark and I are going to have a couple sauna to ring in the new year. I'm looking forward to spending this time with Mark, reflecting on the past year and sharing dreams for the year ahead. Audra, did you start any new traditions this year? I did, actually. So I had a lot of fun researching my heritage. And although I don't consider myself a religious person as an adult, um, I still had a lot of fun learning about what my ancestors might have celebrated. So I am a child of, of divorce and the holidays were always chaotic. Um, both sides of my family are very much involved in the Christian church. So I grew up celebrating Christian holidays and um, I just don't align with that too much anymore. But what I do have a vested interest in is the recognition of solstices. So where the sun is in location to the earth. I spend a lot of my time outdoors and in particularly gardening. So the location of the sun directly correlates to how long I can grow things. So for this reason, I chose to celebrate Yule. And Yule is generally associated with the, the midwinter time and the return of the sun. So the winter solstice was December 21st. That's the shortest day of the year. And then every day since then, the sun is gonna stick around longer and our days are gonna be longer. So I did the traditional Yule log, which is a, can be a couple different types of species of trees, but another one of my interests is tree ID. So I found a, a, an ash log and I actually make candles. So I, I made some candles in some traditional colors, which are generally the colors that you associate with Christmas. So red, green, white, gold, and silver. And then I gathered some other greenery. So some other evergreen trees that keep their needles all year round. So things like pine trees, spruces, junipers are also represented with Yule. And I, I made a little altar. So I, I gathered all those things and uh, I really enjoyed that. So I think I will keep that as a, a new tradition. And what I really liked as part of this was that it's, it's easy for me to slip into a seasonal depression. This time of year, it's cold where we live and the days are shorter, but by making an effort to celebrate this return of the sun, um, that, that was uh, good to keep my spirits up. So uh, for those reasons and just enjoying it, I will keep it as a new tradition. So Sara, what did you do? Okay, well, truth is, I'm not a huge fan of Christmas in general. So 
when we talked about adopting a new Christmas tradition from one of our DNA lineages, I was less than enthusiastic. I decided to approach it in a very healthy way by putting it off. I mean, it was only a portion of an episode, right? Well, ha, the joke was on me. While I totally agree that our upcoming episode on DNA heritage was way too big to add anything to, I was worried about talking about Christmas for two minutes, but here we go. So uh, in an upcoming episode, I will talk about all of my heritage and everything, but um, I here are a few things that I found out about the uh, Christmas traditions associated with my particular DNA lineage. As you see, you, you'll hear a little bit about my DNA heritage as I go into these different traditions. Nigeria, yes, I'm about 1% Nigerian. The traditional Christmas dish is a Christmas rice and stew with fried plantain. My family would have been pretty disappointed if we had skipped the beef tenderloin and tried this out as a new tradition, so I didn't do that. In Spain, there is no Santa Claus. Instead, they have three kings or the three wise men who come on January the 5th, not Christmas Eve, and parade through towns throwing sweets to the children. Yes, I have a percentage of Iberian in my heritage. In Sweden, there is some Scandinavian in my blood. They attend Christmas Eve church services and then return home to a traditional family dinner with ham, pork, and fish. They call Santa Claus the Tomt in Sweden. I think that's how you say it, I'm not really sure. And he's a scary gnome, not the warm and fuzzy Santa that we have here in the States, which there is no state's blood in me. Does anyone have American blood in them? Not really, right? Anyway, um, or Father Christmas, as we call him in England, which I have a lot of in me. In Norway, they hide all the broomsticks on Christmas Eve because they believe evil, naughty witches come out on Christmas Eve and ride on broomsticks. So they try to keep the witches from flying around. The Scots do it best though. They put out whiskey and mince pies for Santa on Christmas Eve. I mean, clearly a winner for a new tradition. No, not the mince pies, unless they're hot with mashed potatoes on top and then they're cottage pies. Duh, it's the whiskey, of course. Yes, we put out yummy whiskey on the rocks for Santa by the fireplace under our stockings. We are pretty sure he loved it. Yep, we will definitely continue this new tradition. On a more serious note, Christmas is not a great time for both Bill and I for various separate reasons. The way we as a couple have chosen to change how we feel at the holidays is to start our very own Christmas family tradition. The last two Christmas seasons, we planned very Christmas themed weddings. And while we may not get married every Christmas time, don't tell Bill, we will travel as a couple somewhere and celebrate joyfully every Christmas season. And that's how we're gonna make Christmas more meaningful for us. Shannon, what have you done for Christmas? Well, I, I'm actually a little bit opposite where I love everything Christmas. I'm that annoying person that starts Christmas music before Thanksgiving if I can get away with it. Um, I decorate, my husband and I decorate right after the day after Thanksgiving. It just, I love everything Christmas. I have a lot of fun with it. But I was really challenged with deciding how I incorporate some of my heritage into our what I would call very traditional Christmas we just presents nice meal parties all of that and so as I really started thinking about my heritage as you will learn in the future episode is is 
um, a bit of a hodgepodge of a lot of different mixture. And so as I thought about this, well, what do I do a lot of in Christmas season? Really, what do I do a lot of the whole month of December? It's eat food and drink. There's a lot of parties, a lot of celebrating, a lot of festivities. So I decided to take a little bit of something from three different areas of my heritage and create it, whether it was food or drink, and incorporate it into our various celebrations. Now, if you know anything about me, you know I'm really kind of challenged when it comes to cooking. I have a few basic recipes that I can do. I'm not, not a gifted baker, but I took on this challenge. So I started, the very first recipe I tried was probably the most fun, and I, I uh, tapped into my German heritage, which of my 90% European, 20% of that is German. And I made a German mulled wine. I'm probably not going to pronounce it properly, Glowine, Glowine, uh, which literally means glow wine. Uh, if you drink enough of it, you're going to be glowing for sure. And uh, it was, it was a lot of fun because it just, in, it involves taking your bottle of wine and adding all of these wonderful spices and simmering it for a couple of hours. Pretty easy as far as recipes go for me, made the house smell amazing. Uh, we had a Christmas Eve dinner party at Friends. So I took some as a hostess gift and shared it. It was so sweet and so potent. A lot of different people got to have just a small taste and that actually was a pretty big hit. So I will likely do that again. I will make that again maybe every year once, makes the house smell good, share it with some friends, wonderful. So for the Scandinavian blood in me, which is a small percentage, but let's be honest, I was looking for easier recipes. I found a, a great cookie and we had a big um, friends get together on the beach for Christmas. And I thought one of the things I can bring is cookies. Did I mention I'm not really a baker? So they really turned out to be kind of thin butter sugar crackers and they were dry. Um, I mean, if you like sugar and butter, they still, they tasted okay. The English blood in me likes the dry part. Um, I had one friend that day say, you know, Shannon, I love you and you're awesome in a lot of ways, but you really shouldn't make cookies. So they were, they were, not, they were that bad. Um, but the final recipe that I tried and probably the most challenging, and I guess timing as I think about it, that one came first. The bulk of my European um, heritage is British. And I, you've always heard the songs about figgy pudding, right? Christmas pudding. So I did some research on that. Um, and, and typically this would be made, I, it's called um, on Stirrup Sunday, which is about five weeks before Christmas. It's the last Sunday before the Christmas season of Advent starts. And the whole family would, would make this well. I didn't plan that far ahead. I wasn't really prepared for that. So I made it about three days beforehand. Of course, search the easiest recipe, crock pot recipe. Um, and I cannot tell you how it turned out because it looked so gross that I never even warmed it up and tried it. And I think my judgment was accurate because even my chickens would not eat it. And my chickens will eat anything, including leftover chicken. Um, so 
I can guarantee this is not, uh, that is not a tradition I'll be bringing back. The Christmas pudding can stay in the songs. The mold wine will come back, uh, but it was fun. And I think maybe next year, I'll just try to find some new recipes to incorporate different parts of my heritage. <laughs> Siren, Elsie, how about you? Still trying to get over that the chickens would rather turn to cannibalism than eat your figgy pudding. <laughs> True story. <laughs> oh gosh, I need to look that up later. Right. So I, I was really frustrated at the start of this project. The more that I went down this rabbit hole, the more confusing things became. Every single site that I looked at had slightly different versions of traditions I was looking up. And my best hypothesis is, is that many of these are really old. We mix different cultures and religions over the years and with each household adopting it you know, slightly differently then it just, it all gets cattywampus. But I wanted to explore a part of my heritage that I wasn't so familiar with. So I started with researching Turkey. I mean, come on, Santa aka the OG, St. Nicholas himself is from there, so it's got to be good. Although being a Muslim country it is not surprising that this was a miss. I did discover through other research that 12% of the world's Christians celebrate Christmas on January 7th, and with a lot of my cultures from my DNA, I wanted to explore. They all celebrate on the 7th, so I had to reshift my focus to roots that I knew about before my DNA test, Italy. In Italy, there are a lot of celebrations around the nativity scene, or as they call it, the Presby, and making them into beautiful works of art. So we went and visited as many nativity scenes as we could. We went to our church, Crohn's Conservatory, and the art museum. And now I want to try and go to a different art museum every year to see different religious artworks. It's like getting to explore time travel. It was really cool. We also did a Yule log, like Audrey did. And this originally was a Nordic tradition and it was adapted by Christians and we've moved away from having fires inside and somehow this big bonfire has morphed into a cake in some cultures, um, but we went for a more traditional Yule log and we decorated a real log and we tied notes to it with limiting beliefs that we wanted to let go of before the new year. We had so much fun decorating and then eating and drinking and chatting outside by the fire. Then we collected all the ashes for next year's fire. It's said to bring good luck and protect the home from fire. And more importantly, it's said to protect the home from lightning, which the Connellys need. Um, also, in what started as frustration quickly dissipated into excitement from laughter and fun when we were doing something with historic roots to it and making it our own. We, as soon as we forego perfect and embrace being present, we made memories that will last. And I suspect that's the real reason for traditions after all. DC, tell us your new tradition. Well, Dino and I are all about traditions. We've started several Christmas traditions and lots of travel traditions. The challenge we faced with this was that we travel every Christmas. So this tradition needed to be something we could do while traveling. Also, neither of us are cooks, well, other than by name, since he is Dean Cook, or Bakers, so we quickly ruled this one out. Originally, I did some research on Neanderthal Christmas celebrations. Dino and I both have more than average Neanderthal DNA, so I thought this would be a really fun thing to do. 
I gave up on this idea and we decided to incorporate a German tradition. I have about 69% German and he has something like 58.6% German. So that's where we went. This year, we thought about um, incorporating the advent calendar, but got off to a slightly late start for that. So it is a German tradition, and I think we're going to incorporate it next year. I've already started researching our advent calendars. I'll have to buy them online and have them shipped down because I couldn't find one on the island. But this year, what we did add was the advent scrons tradition. I'm not sure that I'm pronouncing that accurately, but it is a wreath of pine boughs with four candles in it. And there are several different ways that families follow this tradition. One way is to light a candle each Sunday in December. The other is to light them all, sit around the wreath and eat Christmas goodies, then sing Christmas songs. This is the one we chose. It was really fun to try to find a smallish wreath that we could travel with. We found one shaped like a star with lights already in it. We got four red candles and added those and we lit the candles. We had some Christmas treats and we chatted and it was a ton of fun. And then we sang a song together. I think in the future, this is something that will probably include some kitchen dancing. We do that a lot too. I remember having a wreath like this growing up. So I asked my brother if he remembered the wreath and he said, yes. My mom always loved to light candles after we decorated the Christmas tree and we would have treats and sing. And so all of that was involved as well. I don't know if my family was purposefully following the Advent Scrons tradition, but each of the components were there. So I'm pretty happy to continue that tradition. It was fun to have some quiet time with Dino and we giggled when we sang. I love our new old tradition. And so this is something that we will do every year now. How, who else said that their tradition will continue in the following years? Elsie, Mer, Just the wine. Everyone. Yeah, just, just the, the wine. wine. <laughs> as it should, as it should. I'm also <laughs> just the whiskey. To... Just the whiskey. Right? Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I mean, you know, like I said, on a more serious note, we're, we're definitely going to find some time together just to find something joyful to do. Good. I'm definitely going to make gingerbread cookies every year. Uh, Sarah, I, I have a hard time with Christmas as well. And that's what I decided to do this year. It was like, it felt like I was on a mission to help everyone else be merry, kind of. And it was challenging and rewarding. My, you know, all my kids were hanging out on Christmas day and my son who's 27 doesn't come around that often just because, you know, he's an adult and he works, he's got a life. But the girls and Brandon hung out for hours, just chit-chatting. And that made my heart feel full. So it was all worth it in the end. It was just, it was challenging to get it up and running. Yep. yep. Can't Christmas go around just... making everybody else marry. You're Mary. I know. I was going right? to say, when you, when you said you wanted to make everyone else marry, do you mean M-A-R-Y or M-E-R-R-Y? <laughs> But poor Mark, I, he would get the morning phone calls when I was frustrated. So he was, if he's probably listening to this right now, like who the fuck would she make and marry? Not me. That's funny. <laughs> hmm. 
we have other Christmas traditions, like one of our Christmas traditions, we have continued from his side of the family, and that is biscuits and gravy on Christmas morning for breakfast. And so we've done that each Christmas. And it was so fun this year. I went on Facebook to post pictures of making the Christmas biscuits and gravy, and all of the pictures from last year were on, and the pictures just matched up. It was kind of cool to see that. So what, what are your other, like, what are your family traditions or that you, or your own personal traditions that you guys do? We open one gift on Christmas Eve, which is a tradition that I grew up with. So Mike always wants to open them all because he is still like a child and too excited and can't wait, but we do <laughs> one on Christmas Eve. I did one on Christmas Eve too. Did anyone else do that? That was my family's thing. That's funny. Now my mom always saves like the biggest gift for last. So, you know, we go through, we open everything. She acts like, oh, everything's settled down. And then it's the biggest gift. And one year my brother was a teenager and he did not even take his bag of goodies from the year before and like do anything with them. They were sitting in the basement for a year. So she regifted that to him for his biggest oh. gift. That is hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> you know how many times I've looked around this house and thought, I'm freaking wrapping that thing back up and giving that to this teenage right? girl for Christmas. Because what? You didn't even use the mask that you had to have. Face That's mask. funny. Hmm. So it's a little bit frustrating, isn't it? Like yeah. all this stuff. I'm going to start yeah. traveling every year. I had a hard time with Christmas this year because of that, especially after that minimalism challenge. My goodness, I had a really tough time just like buying things for people. So I ended up buying like clothes for the kids. Um, but we did, we're doing experiences. Zoo pass nice. is our, is our big gift. Nice. That's, uh, that was the hard thing for me when the kids, okay, well, what can we get you for Christmas? And it was very hard to because I didn't want to hurt their feelings because I didn't want, I didn't want them to think that I don't didn't like the gifts that you gave me last year. Cause I loved the fact that they were thoughtful and went to get me things, but they don't have money. They're, you know, young, early, you know, 20, 22 and, and 13, they don't need to spend money on me. And not that they weren't thoughtful and, I love the things that they got me, but they just don't need to do that. And then I don't need anything. I would just, I just want them to enjoy being with me. And I think that's part of the frustration for me with Christmas. I mean, I think we could probably do about four episodes on <laughs> all the problems with Christmas. Um, we certainly can't do it justice in the 45 minutes that we have here. Um, but that's the beauty of these traditions is these traditions didn't include giving things that people didn't need. They included time together or baking, sharing food, things like that. That's the beautiful thing about the old traditional Christmas. Whoa, not one of us did anything with gifts. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually next year, so Audra, I love winter solstice. It's my favorite day of the year because the sun starts to come back. And I've really had good intentions of um, having a, a fire and doing a Yule log. I'm going to do that next year. It's going to, I'm going to make it a point to, to make sure I celebrate that. It was fun. 
I, everything was so intentional, you know, like right. I make candles as a hobby, but this was for a reason. And just the whole point was warmth and the sun. And, and that was good for me, especially this time of year. Yeah. Hmm. I just want to know what's wrong with the um, American Santa, the, the American Santa needs milk. The Scottish Santa wants whiskey. That's a yeah, good Santa. I like that. Oh, and in Italy, did you come across this, Elsie? I they leave out wine or something for some Christmas oh, elf person. Bel Belfana or something yes. like that. It's a it's a witch that um, I guess the the three kings left without her, and she was late, and she was the one that's supposed to bring presents to the kids in in Italy. There were a lot of things that sounded like other holidays to me. Like Sarah brought up the broomstick and the witches. And when you were talking about the heart cookies, Mer, it made me think of the little um, conversational hearts for Valentine's that's what, Day. That's what they mimic. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Except they have like, so they were cut into heart shapes. They have like sweet messages written on them and they have two holes in the top with a string like run through it. And they're like, they sell them like gingerbread cookie necklaces almost. That's cool. Yeah. For Oktoberfest. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. How about Krampus? Did anyone read about oh, Krampus? Yes. The, the horned <laughs> scary guy who scares children who misbehaved. Yeah. So <laughs> this December was a little wacky, but there is a Krampus celebration here on the West side of Cincinnati and they release a, like a Krampus or a coal, some kind of dark beer, Christmas beer at the oh. West side brewery. And then, and like all these Krampus people come like dress up as Krampus <laughs> celebrate. Yeah. That's so like there's, there's St. Nicholas who gives gifts to the good children and Krampus who goes around and gives coal and scares the bad children. I didn't incorporate uh, that tradition. Whoa. The really bad ones get dragged to hell. Oh yeah. Oh. Or eaten. Don't they get eaten? I thought. <laughs> I so. He like puts them in a bag and beats them with a stick. And yeah. So Josh, this, I used to work with this guy. I drove him home from work on Christmas Eve one year and Gracie was little. She was like, I don't know, five. And Josh was telling her about Krampus and she got really mad at him because he was going to tell Krampus to go visit her. She was she refused to talk to him for like the next, I don't know, however many times she saw him. There's no part of funny. that story that surprises me. <laughs> <laughs> Picture it all. <laughs> well, thinking about newer traditions, have you guys seen how out of control people, parents are getting now with Elf on the Shelf? Oh my God, I can't. Even. <laughs> I decided that I am adding that next year. And Mike is losing. I don't care that he is a grown ass man. He's getting a goddamn elf on the shelf. What's that? I said he's getting a goddamn elf on the shelf, yeah. whether he likes it or but not. People can they get kits on Etsy because I'm not that creative, but the stuff they come up with, it's hilarious. All right. Well, you need to follow JL aerial views right did i say that right you, you because, said it right yeah <laughs> because every day in december there's a new post of elf on the shelf dressed and posed like something out of a movie and it's a guessing game to know which movie that particular oh, photo is cool. from yeah and, and they they <laughs> i'll see don't you guys give away a prize 
at the we end of do. the month. Yeah. Uh, we give away movie passes, you know, so you oh, can study obviously. up on your movies, oh, obviously. Um, yeah, they started like nine years ago because my son, he's an only child and he's got a ridiculous amount of toys. And my brother gave him two T-Rexes and my husband posed Elf in the T-Rex's mouth, like in um, Jurassic Park 2, where the guy gets ripped in half. It's really a morbid start. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> that's where it began kids and that's where it began um so we decided to start posting it every night and we're like we'll let people guess and then we've got you know about 20 30 people play along every year and they have so little fun. fights and stuff it's fun. fun well we did have our own little elf on the shelf um our gym does an annual 12 days of crossfit workout and it's usually one workout. Most of the members come. So it's kind of a big fun event. And um, I don't know if that's the glare is not, ah, oh, the glare is not going to work. It's my yeah. husband dressed in an elf costume, sitting, sitting on, a on shelf. the shelf. <laughs> that's awesome. Sitting on a shelf with mimosas when nice. everyone was done. That's awesome. a lot of food and drink in our, our <laughs> I think that picture also will end up on our website. That's awesome. I bet we can make that happen. <laughs> Have you guys heard that whole uh, idea that the elf on a shelf thing was to get kids used to the idea of someone watching their every move, like that whole big brother and I security it was being just everywhere. To get them to behave. Yeah, not creepy at all, right? Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, you know, there's a there's a conspiracy theory about everything, and there's the one for Elf on the Shelf that the whole design was to get kids used to and okay with the idea of someone watching their moves to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I don't. I mean, Santa does that already, right? Yeah, he when you're sleeping, knows when you're awake. Yeah. Santa Santa does it in an even worse way because Santa does it and you can't even see Santa doing it. At right? least That's Elf true. on the Shelf is there. At least you right. can see Elf on the Shelf doing it. That's a good point, <laughs> Sarah. Makes me feel like uh, it's like Alexa or Echo yeah, in your exactly. house. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that could be a whole nother episode because I will <laughs> never have one of those in my house. <laughs> will not. That's funny. But we all have our yeah. cell phones in our house, right? So we won't have Alexa oh, in our house. <laughs> right. But we have yeah. our cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Are there any traditions that anybody didn't do this year that they normally do? We mm-hmm. almost didn't have family Christmas. Um, but we, so on my mom's side of the family, we, st- we stopped giving presents to each other years ago. My mom will get something small for the grandkids who are under 18. And once you're an adult, we do this white elephant game. And everybody brings something from their home that they want to, I don't know, get rid of or what you, you don't spend money as the idea. You just have something and wrap it up and bring it. And then we do like a dirty Santa game where you can steal the present, blah, 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 all that kind of fun stuff. Um, that's a lot of fun, but our family has gotten, so last year we didn't do anything because COVID. So the last time we got together for Christmas was 
two years ago, I guess. And these kids are much bigger now. Like we have, we don't have kids anymore. They're like adult size kids now and nobody has a house big enough. So we almost didn't, didn't do that because we didn't know where we were going to get together, but we, we uh, found a restaurant last minute who would host all of us and it worked out. Nice. We've actually uh, stopped doing Christmas cards amongst immediate family. I mean, I would go out and we would spend an obscene amount of money on Hallmark cards to just hand out amongst everybody. And you just sign your name in them and hand them out to everybody. And then everybody would look at them and go, oh, that's really cool. And then you put them down. And then what the heck do you do with them? You can't throw them away because that's kind of mean. But then what do you do with it? So we uh, put a moratorium on that a couple of years ago, and I feel very comfortable with that. I'm very happy about stopping that tradition. Nice. I started reusing mine, <laughs> and uh, but I'll, I, I do a lot of paper crafts. I used to do a lot of scrapbooking, so I'll, you know, make it a new card and then send it back to them. Recycle. Well, that's a great idea. That's, that's really cool. Could probably I'll make them artist trading cards too with your, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for exactly. like some of your uh watercolors are really cool Christmas cards too, aren't they? Yeah, that was a lot of fun to make. Uh, yeah, I just it's hard doing Christmas cards. I agree with that. And I didn't do ornaments this year on my tree. I'm like, that is just too much work <laughs> to put them up and I'm gonna have to take them down in a couple of weeks. Like, why why am I gonna do this? So another thing we didn't do, I don't know if you can see my little Charlie Brown tree over my shoulder there. Oh, that's cute. That is the only Christmas decoration I have up in my whole house. And we do usually put up a Christmas tree. We just weren't feeling it this year. So I got Charlie Brown down and he's doing the job. I didn't have any decorations either. (laughs) We did all of the traditions because... I don't know. I, I just remember growing up really enjoying the, um, the excitement and happiness. And the, so we watched a lot of Christmas movies. Um, one thing I love about Christmas movies is that almost all of them are very upbeat, at least eventually. Some of them might start off with kind of a, a little bit of a sadder message, but then magic happens. I love that Christmas is about magic. I think I hope that this, um, uh, the, a tendency to look at what's negative about something, I hope that we can switch that around and just concentrate on what's positive about it and love that aspect. Because, you know, as kids grow up, I, I hope they have that same experience I had when I was a kid and, and Christmas was magic. I want it to stay magic. And so we did all of the traditions to at least have as much magic come from our little part of the world as possible. We did it all. It sounds really magical with those bells over there. Yeah. (laughs) You guys, I have very, that's, that's, that's one of our Christmas traditions is every year we get a new hat and we travel. So all through the airports and everywhere we go, we take hats and we take a bag of candy canes and we give strangers candy canes and we actually um, pull money out and get money cards and we pass out cards with money in them to strangers. Today we targeted gas stations because people were working on Christmas day. So we went into all these gas stations and gave the workers the Christmas card and a candy cane and it was pretty awesome. That's fun. That's really cool. Like that. 
You guys, I have a very serious question for you. Die Hard, Christmas movie <laughs> or not? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. All right. We all agree. Well, glad, glad to get that didn't say anything. <laughs> well, because I don't remember the movie. I'll just be honest. I don't remember it. I'll have to watch it. Well, just know this, Tracy. There wouldn't be a single flipping hostage if it weren't for that Christmas party. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Also, then, Nightmare Before Christmas, Halloween yes. movie or Christmas yes. movie? Yes, it's both. I watch both. it for I both say seasons. Both. <laughs> it's a dual purpose movie it depends on which, <laughs> which depends on which door you go through so yeah i think it's both okay fair enough so a tradition that i didn't take part of this year but some of us were a part of in our past and i think we can speak about it in this sense was scuba santa oh <laughs> and yeah. um we worked very, very hard to make sure the illusion was there. So it was very much about the, the magic and not seeing the switching of characters, right? And keeping that magic alive. So when I remember that and I can, you know, make my memories focus on that, then that, that is a very cool tradition that I did get to take part of. Nice. That was the worst time of year. I worked the hardest. My feet were always soaking wet, (laughs) running around. Um, But it was those moments where, you know, you'd see a kid see Santa underwater and Santa knew my name. Like that, that's what keeps you going through that whole season. So I never, I never witnessed that, but you're talking about the Santa Claus at, at Newport that's in the aquarium at Newport. Uh, Newport Aquarium. There, there are water. many aquariums okay. that have a scuba Santa. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, you could probably I'm, find a Santa at your nearest aquarium, wherever you're yes. listening. Right. We. I know that uh, a lot of my friends dive every Christmas morning, and a lot of those people will wear a Santa hat in the sea. So, That's but I've not cool. seen a scuba Santa. We had uh, wetsuits that looked like Santa costumes and I I think I can probably say this too I remember a, a certain year that Connor set up a trail cam because yes. he wanted to see Santa oh and- no, I have those pictures I can share those to the blog I I borrowed the wetsuit and it is a seven mil wetsuit that my husband wore on dry land moving presents and he <laughs> he was very hot and sweaty and cranky <laughs> <laughs> the pictures the pictures were adorable and of course jack had to while connor was asleep we moved the trail can into connor's room and he did the the thumbs up pose next to connor as he's like passed out of sleep it was great have we all spent christmas on in an island or diving before has that been a tradition for everybody no 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 i've it's actually never done that Amazingly, I haven't either, and I live on an island, but we travel every single Christmas, so I haven't spent Christmas on an island, I don't think, at all. I'm trying well, to think back. And I live on an island, and this was the first time since we lived here full-time that we did a Christmas Day beach party, which is actually pretty common here. Um, we did a Christmas Day beach day six years ago when we first visited the island and then 
that sense. So that's definitely a tradition we'll be bringing back because that was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, the Ermans, like pressure. the Ermans are quite known for their Christmas party on the island. And I have to just mention really quickly, because from a past episode, the minimalism episode, we talked about whether or not there was one thing that we weren't willing to touch as we, um, as we got rid of items. And I don't know oh, if you remember, but I remember Shannon's, Shannon's item were those shorts. What's the brand of those shorts? Leo. 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 Yeah. And she, and she has like, uh, like over a hundred of them. Like 8,000 pairs or something. Yeah. So on Christmas at, at, well, during the Ermine Christmas party, suddenly the majority of the dudes at the party disappeared and went into Shannon's bedroom. And not too long after, they all came out with, I don't know how many pairs of Christmas themed Leo, Leo. is that the right shorts she has, Cleo, but they all came out wearing a pair of Shannon's shorts. That's awesome. Shannon, did it make Tell you want to cry a little bit? Uh, no, I, well, from laughter. And now I have a picture for next year's Christmas card. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, we are going to get to see this photo, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. We can post that. <laughs> I'm sure those boys would love that. Well, <laughs> I will say that I am going to push my family to travel next year instead of give gifts because Same. I was talking to someone at the beginning of uh, December and she said that they can have memories from all these places they traveled and she can recount all those memories, but she couldn't tell you what she got for Christmas any yeah. year. Right. So Same. it's about the memories. Yeah. I talked to sure. Mark about that. And I think that's something we might do too. And also I'm going to propose to Mark's sisters that we take a page from the cook family christmas book and each bring something that we're into this year oh uh, yeah for the i don't exchange. know if i mentioned that but we're we're getting ready as soon as this episode is over we're going to go exchange presents and the game is that everyone brings something that they're currently into and you don't you don't identify your gift so you randomly choose a gift and you open it up and you can do that um that stealing thing but then at the end, everyone has to try to guess who brought what gift by what you're currently into. So it's a little secret. I brought two Dr. Ian books because that's what I'm currently into. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> and no. a bunch of and a bunch of dice games. Obviously. I, I think something real quick too that we see a lot more of just for birthdays and everything in general, but we do this now with my husband's kids donations to our favorite charities yeah you know we don't we don't need anything else but that's something that is important to us and even if it's twenty dollars to that to that charity so that's another way that we can you know season of giving without giving stuff and that's a good idea somebody asked me what I want next year I'm going to say a donation to blah 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 yeah whatever I really you know, whatever's don't. close to your heart I never know what to say I don't need anything so right that's what I did for some of my family members this year. That's I love nice. that. I gave mating llamas in case anyone's interested. Mating, <laughs> mating llamas. Well, I mean, you give a family mating llamas. So you don't just give the llama because you give a llama and then you can get wool, but you give mating llamas so that they get wool and then 
more llamas that can continue to make wool. <laughs> sort of like give a man a fish, he eats for that's a day, right. teach a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime kind of thing. That's yeah, that's you, what I was thinking. You give him one llama, you got some wool, you give him mating llama, you've got a show and you've got <laughs> lots of llamas for a long time and lots of wool. Right? I love it. I love that, Sarah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Well, without further ado, <laughs> we would love to leave our, our fellow explorers with a challenge. And that is to learn about a new tradition to celebrate at your next holiday. We chose Christmas traditions that tie to our heritage, but you could choose a new Easter t- tradition or St. Patrick's Day, whatever you're curious about. Tell us all about it by using the hashtag Siren Soapbox on all the social medias. It was fun to hear about what everyone's new traditions are. Thank you so much for sharing, Sirens. And thank thank you, you, fellow explorer, for listening to our podcast. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And check out our YouTube channel to see the video of this episode. You'll find the pictures we took while exploring these new traditions on our blog. Head over to sirensoapbox.com if you need more. There is plenty to explore there. Until next time. Dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Happy holidays! Woo! <laughs> the Christmas cack. <laughs> Which is a chicken. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to Sea Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the sirens on all the social medias and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.